Blog Talk Radio. Oh, she heard, bitch. Welcome to the war room. We got Taz, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours show and get the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The four for twenty six sort of war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. Yeah, what's good, War Room family? Once again, live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the boy, Dev McMillan. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother from another. Got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. Um, B. Austin to join us a little bit later. He's, you know, he, he got to finish saving the world before uh, he gets on and, and does his thing tonight. But look, man, we're going to power through this thing anyway. Probably going to wrap it up a little bit early. So uh, if you're going to call in, get your calls in now. Um, we got a new kid. We got a new king of baseball. Congratulations to the, Do- the Dodgers. We're going to formally congratulate the champs and a whole lot more on this episode. So sit back, relax, join us for another briefing in the war room. You can get in on the conversation as usual by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room. That's at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls on the Digital Extreme Technologies hotline, just like I just said. Um, that number is 323-410-0012. But before we get started, like we always do, just make sure during the week when we're not live on the air, you can still listen to archive episodes of our show and to every show on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that by going to our website, warroomsports.com, or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms we're sure to be on most of them. So what up, what up, Jim, man? Unrest in our city this week, man. I know, you know, you're up there. I don't want to say in the middle of it because I know it's a lot of exaggerating going on in the media and, you know, even yeah. non-traditional media platforms but that's acting it, like the it, whole it city me, is being burned down right now but uh, y'all you know, good it makes me think about yeah it makes me think about all of the other times in all of the other cities and how it was covered like the news i got and my thoughts about it versus what really happened like you know because they the right. way they talk about philadelphia is like the whole city's on fire it's burning down it's craziness and it's like yo it's like two neighborhoods like <laughs> like five blocks like <laughs> yeah like i've been like you know I had a, in a couple of runs right around the city. I'm like, it's nothing going on. But when you watch the TV, you think the whole city is just in chaos, and it's just not true. So now I'm like, was Minnesota really that crazy? Was was like yeah. I'm thinking about Baltimore. I'm like, how you know what was really going on there? Yeah, I mean, because that's the thing. A lot of times, the you know, this stuff goes on in like centralized locations. But the way they want to show it, the way they want to report it shows you a whole different narrative so you know i'm not saying that you know i wasn't there for a lot of them joints but you know when when it's happening in philly you know you're reporting i got other people family members reporting and it just doesn't seem to be what they're trying to make it out to be um on on the tv um they act they're protesting as well in, in dc because a guy who was running from a cop on a moped crashed and died 
So they've been at the 4th District Police Station in D.C. for the past couple nights. First night they went down there, and first night they went down there and, you know, broke some windows in the station. Second night, the cops were kind of ready for them, had a little barricade up, had a line of cops on bikes waiting for them. So, yeah. But but like I said, if, yeah. if you see that somewhere else, because actually I spoke to someone. Somebody was like, yeah, I was, I was going to come down to D.C. in like a week or two. But, you know, I hear they out in the streets there, too. Like, man, they're in front of the same police station every day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's insane, man. Like, so, like I got a bunch of text messages and phone calls the other day. Like, everything okay? What's going on out there? I'm like, I'm chilling. Like, I didn't even know what they was talking about. They're like, well, cut the news on. I'm like, that ain't going on around here. Like, on this side of town, like, it's quiet. Like, you know. I don't know, man. But, you know, it is what it is, man. Like, this is the, this is the times we living in. Who who would ever thought we'd be living in times of riot and civil unrest and marching and huh. like what no. year is this? It's like the norm. Pandemics. <laughs> and I, I, I don't like even want his- to talk about why they're protesting up in Philly or riot, whatever they want to call with it. I don't even I don't even want to get into that. Um, yeah, we ain't got we ain't got to get into that, <laughs> man. Like we ain't got to get into energy. I'm just like. I, I just it's just amazing, man. I feel like I'm living as, as a part of a history book now, man. Like shout out to Hassan really, really Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hassan Campbell. It really hit Hassan. me. It really hit me just how much stuff has happened in our lifetime. Um, I was talking to my nephew in about nine eleven, and he was like, "Well, I wasn't here," and I never like really thought about it. Like, yo, he was born after nine eleven, so it's like to him that's just a piece of a history book. And I'm like, right. The crazy right. part is. You know, we've we've been through a lot of like craziness since we've been around, but it's right. like, it's like it's happening more frequent. So for your kids and everything, they're gonna be they're gonna have already been through a pandemic. You know, a bunch oh, of things on this. I'm about to say it's happening every week now. Like the hell? Yeah, they yeah. It's like <laughs> yo, it's crazy like, out here in nuts, these streets. Like, yeah, we it's had nuts. we had our you know we had our few things in our lifetime, and then like now as adults, like right, it's the norm now. I mean, when we were kids, mm-hmm. I can't think of nothing more than like the Challenger explosion and you know little things like that. You know, I guess Reagan got popped, but I was too young to <laughs> to, to really know yeah. what was going on then. But I don't know, man. It's, yeah. it's crazy out in these streets. All right, well, let's get into what we're here to do. <clears throat> we're gonna talk some sports. We're gonna talk some hot topics first. Hot topics are brought to you by my bookie, War Room Family. It's time for you to make a whole lot of money sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked out my bookie, it's time to place your bets. The World Series is done, but the NFL is entering its week eight slate tonight. Man, and I, I thought about you, Jim. I just saw the report. Of course, McCaffrey been practicing all week, but he's not going to suit up against the Falcons tonight. I know you've been waiting on both yeah. to come back. I'm still, but, yo, I'm still, I'm still at this moment. I'm still at this moment, like looking on my phone, like, all right, so because I still got Kareem Hunt versus Mike Davis, and that's like a right. that's a week to week jump. I don't know who to pick. Right, right, right. So like, yeah. right now, I'm like, do I start Mike? Do I start Mike Davis and Idol? Like Kareem Hunt ball on Sunday? Like I don't know, cause yeah. maybe somebody out listening can let me know what to do. Kareem Hunt seems reliable because even when they're having a bad yeah. game. He'll eventually get a touchdown somehow, passing game, running game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but Davis ain't no slouch. But all right, yeah, so but anyway, they play in Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you always yeah, Atlanta's run defense. <laughs> you always gotta at least contemplate it. 
when somebody's playing Atlanta. But their run defense isn't bad. If you look at the numbers, they just give up a gazillion passing yards. Yeah, because for for some reason they're up a lot and they always let people come back on them. Yo, Atlanta is like <laughs> anything that can happen will happen to the Atlanta Falcons, man. They blow games in the craziest way. Like, they blew a game last week by scoring. <laughs> like, they, they told Tiger, yeah, how you do that? don't score, don't score. <laughs> My man scores by mistake because he's an Atlanta Falcon. And then, I mean, they knew what it was. They said, don't score because we know our defense going to crap to bed if we give them too much time. And that's exactly what their defense did. Let me finish this read, though. We all having a conversation yeah. in the middle of the read. Uh, so, anyway, folks, y'all can lay down some bread on the biggest games in sports by joining us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players, placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wagers after Baker Mayfield's horribly thrown pass causes his star wideout to tear his ACL. So join now, and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. Speaking of that situation, that's a crazy situation, man. First pass of the game, he throws a horribly, you know, horrible ball that gets intercepted. Your man, uh, Beckham tries to play defense on the bad pass, tears his ACL. And then when he goes out of the game, your man Baker Mayfield goes on to complete like 13 straight passes. Like you're going to have a bad, you're going to have a good game after you, <laughs> after you started off the game like this and ended my season. You know, if I was Beckham, I'd be begging to get out of there at some yeah. point, man. Baker. Yeah, man. <clears throat> All right, so we, like we said in the intro, man, we have a new World Series champion, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. First time since 1988. They finally got it done, man. The Dodgers have been in the mix for the past two decades, uh, maybe even more, and just couldn't get over that hump. Maybe the 60-game season is what they needed. Um, they they win. They beat the Rays in six. Um What's your thought? I mean, we talked about this last week. Um, we talked about, like, the storylines on both sides of this thing. With the Tampa Bay Rays, it could have been, you know, the lightning win in hockey. If the Rays could pull this off, you know, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who's like the favorites to win the Super Bowl right now, but the Rays couldn't get that done, just like they couldn't get it done in 20, uh, 2008. The Dodgers get it done, which the other part of the storyline is, you know, the Lakers got it done. A lot of that was dedicated to Kobe. You know, Kobe was yeah, he's pretty much a Dodgers fan. He's been out there since he was 18. Um, they got mm-hmm. it done. So, you know, everybody's going to be like, L.A., got 24. You got Mamba looking down on everything, and everybody's being successful. <laughs> can the Rams jump into that mix? I know that the Chargers not, but can the Rams jump into that mix? And, and The Rams are a weird team to watch. I mean, they're a weird team to watch play because, like, sometimes you watch them play and it's like, yo, they're the best team, one of the best teams in the league. And other times it's like, yo, who are these guys? And they I don't, don't. know. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's, just, it's just weird watching them play because some, sometimes you watch them play and it looks like, yo, they could beat anybody. Right. But they also could lose right. to anybody. It's just, it's just weird with them, man. It's just weird. Shout well, out to the I Dodgers, guess man. A, um, I guess they're the epitome of that any given Sunday uh, 
Cool. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's a good thing about football. And shout out to the Dodgers, man, because I had no idea baseball started. Um, but salute <laughs> to them, you know. Salute to the Dodgers, man. You know, I, yeah. we talked about it last week, and I did say I did say I was rooting for him just to like you know piss DJ Willie G off. So, I mean, you know that's that's successful. Yeah, yeah, um, and and Tobias, I know we're gonna talk to him in a few minutes. You know, he's a Dodgers fan, so I know he's he's happy out there in Arizona. Um, one man, one story. Tobias is an Alabama fan. All the rest of it is just it's like it's just fluff. I don't believe any of his other fandom. I believe his Alabama fandom because he goes too far with it. But you know, Uh, I I guarantee he wouldn't care if the Dodgers won or lost if Alabama won. That's what he really cares about. Yeah, Alabama losing sends him into a a depression. Sends him into depression. The Dodgers lose, he don't care. But if Alabama lose, you know, he he starts to drinking. Yeah, so one one story um, from that game, from game six last night that's tainting the celebration a little bit was um, third baseman Justin Turner. He found out during the game, I think they removed him in like the seventh inning, that he had tested positive for COVID. Um, why? The, first of all, first of all, before all of this, like, like why do why is it possible for them to find out in the middle of a game, like MLB didn't have some kind of protocol that all the testing and, and results had to be, uh, you know, available a certain period, a couple of hours before the game or something like that. Like they pulled him during the game. So when they ended up winning, cause they pulled him, they quarantined him in like a stadium doctor's office or something like that. When the, when they won, he came back out onto the field with a mask on to celebrate with his team. Um, security guards are given strict instructions not to let him back on the, on the field. And they tried to enforce that, but, but he was pretty much like, you know, FOH, we won the world series. I'm going back out here. So he's back out there. You see him all in the celebrations. And then you see him a few times in the celebrations, especially when they took the, the group picture with his mask off. <laughs> so at this point, you know, yeah, at this point, it turns into something totally different. Um, so I've been hearing little chatter like all day of people giving their opinions of what should happen to this dude. Um, I've heard everything from he should get his World, Sherry, World Series share taken to he should be suspended Damn. for 25 games um, next season. <laughs> what are your thoughts on some of these proposed penalties for this dude, you know, out here being a little I mean, reckless. You are being reckless, and you should be punished for it. Um, ah, man, that's tough, man. Like, you definitely got to be punished for that nonsense, dog. Like, what, what, I think his World point, Series like, would actually be going easy on him. It sounds crazy, but I think that would go. I think that yeah. would be going easy on him. He probably they suspended him for twenty five games. I would argue. I don't know what his salary is. I know he just completed a sixty four million dollar deal. He's a, he actually became a free agent right after the game. So while he's doing all of this, he's not even technically a member of the Dodgers. But, um, yeah, he just finished a $64 million deal, but I don't know how many years it was. So I don't know what he got paid annually. And I don't know, because he's 35, I don't know what he would demand in his next contract. But, you know, I would go out on a limb to say 25 games would probably equal more than his World Series share. If he wanted to celebrate mm-hmm. like that, then – 
I think the World Series in itself was way more important than the, the extra bread he was getting for it anyway. So I don't think that punishment would really hit him. The The reason why this is a thing, though, is because this is not just some regular, you know, penalty. Like, nobody in, in baseball has died or anything like that, but this is a pandemic, dude. You are kind of playing with lives out here. So yeah. I can kind of see why why everybody is, you know, taking this so seriously. But I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know what they can do to to get anybody's attention like that. It, it's kind of, I mean, it, it's kind of an example of what's been going on in the world overall, especially in the United States. Like everybody's been putting stuff that's important to them in front of what we should be doing as a collective to, to try to get this thing out of here. And I don't, you know, it's not going to stop. He just gave you an example of what people do every day. I mean, I know people who's getting dressed right now to go to a party tonight. <laughs> people out with no masks coming home. Yeah, like it's people put what they want to do and what, what's important to them over the, the health of everybody else, man. We live in a selfish well, world. I mean, it just shows how selfish we are as people, man. Like, we don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah. We think it's yeah. all about us. We don't care. Exactly, but he got his he got his uh his championship. Every everybody uh in LA gonna be hyped for a while. LA is on fire right now. Like, no pun intended, but it's the sports world, LA is on fire right now. Um, so it would it would be interesting to see if the Rams could kind of jump up into that mix. But Kobe wasn't a Ram fan though, so maybe this bodes well for the Eagles. Maybe they're gonna get into the playoffs at six and six nine and one. <laughs> and he's gonna look down on this playoff run and you know, do his thing for us. Um uh, I just wanna shout out the M V P as well. M V P of the World Series was uh shortstop damn, why am I drawing a book? Corey Seeger. Um he was the most viable player. Um, shout out to Mookie Betts for for doing his thing. Um, but yeah, we're gonna move on from this because I know Tobias is gonna bring it back up anyway. So uh, shout out to the to the Dodgers. Also, uh, Rob. As much as Tobias and and Rob from Cali get into it with each other, they both share love for the Dodgers. So y'all should find each other and have a drink. <laughs> Not on us, but have yeah. a drink anyway. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Magic. Magic gets a ring um, in baseball. Magic got a, a WNBA ring. He got uh, all his Lakers rings. Like you know. Yes, so sir. Shout out to Magic, yo. <laughs> um, speaking of that, great segue. Basketball news: Daryl Morey, who we discussed in depth last week because he stepped down from the Houston Rockets, has been hired, like we said he would. But he's been hired by the Philadelphia 76ers. So for all the jokes we had of him bringing small balls somewhere else and trading away people's superstars and all of this and the analytics coming to Philadelphia. First of all, when yeah. you heard this noise, like what this news, what was the what were your thoughts about Elton Brand? This seems like a this this move seemed mad disrespectful to Elton Brand well, to me because he you know he's not coming in as the GM. But he's coming in as the president said, of basketball operations. Yeah, I actually said on here, I actually said on here, I don't know if it was this week last week, that that was a rumor because I saw Spike had tweeted it maybe a week and a, like a week or so. Like as soon as he got fired, he said, well, 
you know, the rumor is he, he'll be coming to Philly and Elton Brand won't be fired. He'll just be like, you know, um, keep his position. So, and I thought he he'll was be still, He'll so, be Hinky. <laughs> Hinky, remember, when I saw Hinky it, was the dude's. Hinky came in from Houston. He was his assistant, Daryl Morey's assistant GM in Houston, comes into Philly, flips everything around, tanks, changes the whole organization around, gets fired, and then they go out and hire his mentor to be president. Like, it's just a funny world that we live in, man. It's a funny world that we live in. Now, we talked about Elton Brand um, in here a lot. And, you know, we I think we all agreed that it never really seemed like Elton Brand had the full autonomy of a GM in the first place. But I think the the Mm -hmm. difference was, even though he didn't have full power, the people above him weren't necessarily basketball guys. So now they bring in a basketball guy, put him in the president's seat, and I'm just wondering, like, what is Elton Brand's role going to be in all of this? I mean, he is, a, is a, <laughs> he is a hands-on dude. And even if you give him a title that's not GM, I mean, everybody knows who's going to be out here making the plans, getting the players, and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I feel for Elton. Not that I, you know, in his short tenure, not that I thought that he was all that great at his job, but it's, it's still messed up. Like, you're learning, you're growing, and they bring a dude in to, to take your power. Oh, well. Um, so, what do you think? You know, this goes back to everybody's conversation, because as soon as the news was kind of official, everybody's speculating on if either – Embiid or Simmons will end up being traded. And we know Maury was like the godfather of analytics in the NBA. So if you kind of think about it, not that Embiid doesn't fit an analytics model, but he might not want Embiid to be that player to fit an analytics model. And Ben Simmons just doesn't. Like, I think his impact is way more intangible than numbers that you can, you know, and statistics that you can put on a piece of paper. Um, Do you think he's going to come in and be strict with that? Or do you think there's a chance since Doc Rivers is the coach that is going to be a little more give and take and these guys will get a chance to to run it back with each other? I I feel like when it comes to that situation, man, like it's one of those things where it's like, people talk about it so much eventually it's going to happen because, like, they just keep putting it out there. Like, the idea of them just getting a chance to figure it out and work it out has never really been up in the air. It's always like, which one are you getting rid of? Like, since day one, right. who are they going to get rid of? You can't keep both of them. So, eventually it's going to happen. But in ter- yeah, but in terms of, like, your question and how that fits, that's interesting. Um, but the thing about analytics, which is which is unique, is that it depends upon what it is you're looking for. They'll create a stat or make up a way that, that to show that Ben that Ben Simmons is a <laughs> is is a great player analytically. Like, because it, it all depends upon what it is you're you're, you're searching for. Um, right. And with that being said, I think that Embiid might be the odd man out. Although I never thought, I always thought that Ben would be the one out. You know, um, you know, I, I thought Ben would end up in L.A. somehow because he's clutch. But now with, <laughs> with 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 Maury being there, I don't know. I'm starting to think it might be the other way. It might yeah. be the other way. I mean, I, I hope that it's neither. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I hate the impatience with this. It's like these dudes played together all of three seasons. Two of those three seasons, they had 50-win seasons. 
before the first 50 win season, they were the laughing stock of the, of the NBA. It's like, I mean, I know we live in a, in a more microwave type uh, league where mm-hmm. getting over the hump, you know, fighting and finally getting over the hump, they don't really have the patience for that. Like you get a coach fired in, you know, three, four years trying to get over a hump when they think that you're talented. But my thing is, does youth not mean anything when it comes to talent? I'm like, yeah, they're talented. They won 50-plus games, but they're still young. They, they're still learning how to win. But it's like we don't do that anymore. Learning how to win is, is nothing. I mean, we're even, we're even going back in history now and applying today's logic to things. When you, you know, hear this godforsaken Michael Jordan, LeBron James argument, you hear people – you know, now they're emphasizing, well, Michael Jordan lost for seven years before he won a championship. How come y'all don't count that? And blah, blah, blah. He never beat the, the Celtics, and he never beat the Pistons. I, I, yo, this, like, was he supposed to beat the Celtics when, when his team was trash and the Celtics were on top of the league? Like, he wasn't supposed to beat them, and then he did get over the hump and beat the, the Pistons, but there's no longer a hump. People keep forgetting the Pistons had to get over a hump and beat the Celtics. <laughs> the yeah, Bulls had just, to get over like, a hump um, to beat the Pistons. Like, that's just how it used to be. The Sixers had to well, get this, over this the is hump. One, <laughs> this is one of the reasons why you can't really compare eras. Like, you can't, you can't do it for that, for that reason because it's literally two different times. Like, when you look at the NFL now, and how they just throw quarterbacks in, and you're expected to produce from like you know day one, like right. you know, is there, there's no there's hey, no longer that like learning curve. So you learn on the job, you learn right on the job now. You're expected to produce right. from day one, so it's like it's, they're different games, so it's, you really can't compare. So and everybody's know, the, trying to the put idea of a, principles from different eras, you know, into another yeah, era, and it just because, doesn't fit. Because today. Right, you talk about Embiid and Simmons, which is how this conversation started. Like they're supposed to be winning right now. There is no grow together. Like yo, y'all gotta right. win right now. Y'all talented. <laughs> y'all ain't hoist that trophy yet. Like I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy the fact that you know they spent five years being the laughing stock of the league. You know, pretty much on purpose. And then like once you do get some talent, like now we're gonna rush the talent. And 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 get you know push some of it out of the door because you didn't win the whole thing in less time than it took you to tear down and build the whole thing. So it's like the, the, the championship of bus. <laughs> the expectations are crazy, man. Like damn, let these dudes learn how to play, win, get a team around them that you keep around them for a couple of years because they keep changing everything. Remember their first run. They was out there with all the, you know, with all the shooters from the block, all the all the farm bulls mm-hmm. that can shoot. Then they came back with the whole, you know, Jimmy and Tobias and all those moves that they made. Could have been that could have been the year, but then they mm-hmm. let that they let that bust up. I'm like you, like you haven't, you're expecting so much from these two, but you haven't run back anything close to the same team in either of the three years that they've been in the playoffs. But then we put that on mm-hmm. them because we panic every time we don't get it done and you got to blow up the whole team and change the whole team. So it's crazy. So we'll, we'll see what more he's going to do with the team. I don't think he's going to do anything as drastic as he did in Houston 
Because like like you said, I think you even said it last week, that kind of came with time. He didn't, you know, mm-hmm. he was there 13 years. He didn't come in like, yeah, we don't want nobody over 6'7". We're going to do small ball. He was he was changing things as it as it went along, and that's just how it ended up. Yeah. Um, especially when, you know, after the Mike D'Antoni hire, he had to kind of do things for his style of coaching. So maybe he'll, you know, do more Doc Rivers or Glenn Rivers he's going by again these days type things. Um, also, we want to give a shout-out to Steven Silas, who was a Mavs assistant. He'll now be the next head coach of the Houston Rockets. Uh, he's one of those – He's one of those assistants who've been putting in work for a long time, finally getting a shot. Son of Paul Silas. <laughs> I think he's been on a couple of his staffs, and when's the last time, you know, Paul Silas has been a head coach in the league. So shout-out to Steven Silas. Um, shout-out to the Rockets for not continuing like all these other teams to overlook some of these assistants who have been putting in work because we even talked about that recently. It's either – you're just going to go against the grain and just hire somebody with no experience, or you're going to keep recycling the same coaches. I think we mentioned that when Stan Van got hired last week. And, you know, I don't think any mm-hmm. of us thought that was a bad hire. It was just a recycled hire. Like you kind of get tired of the same people all the time. So shout out to all of them. Um, the Utah jazz um, has sold this week. Well, in principle, I don't know if the, the money has been exchanged yet, but the Utah Jazz uh, has been sold to uh, – what's the guy's name? Um, the Miller family sold it to Ryan Smith. Um, Ryan Smith is the founder of Qualtrics, but I believe he sold Qualtrics for $8 billion, software company. He sold that for $8 billion uh, pretty recently. But he is buying the Utah Jazz from the Miller family, who's owned it for 35 years, for $1.66 billion. Um, is it crazy to you to think that a, a a team in Utah, considered a small market team, even though they've had the success <laughs> over the years that they've had, has just sold for almost $2 billion? I guess big money. Nothing shocks me no more, man. <laughs> yeah, money. Utah – Yo, shout out to shout out to Utah Jazz, man. Like it's funny to see the Miller family no longer own that, that franchise. Like I wonder I mean, he's getting up there in age, so I guess right. he's still get cash out and he well, got tired of working, but 'cause I wasn't it his 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 wife 'cause Miller died, didn't he? The the man I believe. Yeah, but he I think died. the son was a part of it as well. But yeah, the, the, like the mom and the son. Um but even, Gail even Miller, they got up the there. Mother, like, even the son got the son is a little older too now. Right. The the Gail is 77, and she put the team into a legacy trust in 2017, but she said the goal of doing that was just keeping the franchise in Utah for the long term, and they believe that Mm -hmm. they've accomplished that by selling it to Ryan Smith because he grew up a Utah Jazz fan. He he said he was a junior uh, Jazz back in the day. He wanted to grow up and play for the Jazz, but I guess he ain't got no game, and that didn't turn out right, but, you know, he's a billionaire, so. (laughs) It turned out right for him. It turned out but, cool not having game because now he owns. But let's the put damn it this team. way: I know the Miller family. <laughs> the Miller family is on the team at least three decades, at least, at right, least three right. decades. They've been so they bought it in um, so. Listen to this: they bought it in '85 for six million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, six man. million dollars. They just sold it for a billy, almost two billies. 
Come on, man. That's that's a nice. Yo, listen, man. Listen, man. The rich get richer. And I told you, and the poor don't get a. <laughs> and since the ninety ninety one season, the only team in the Western Conference with a better record than them is the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, they got no chips to Crazy. show for it, but but they've been a successful exactly. franchise. Successful franchise. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, he's buying a pretty good, um, you know, the team is in franchise is in pretty good condition right now. Yeah. I mean, but can you keep their playoff team? Can you keep Donovan and can you keep Rudy Gobert? Can you keep your cornerstones? Um, cause we've always thought it difficult for Utah to keep, um, free agents, but you know, when you got their bird rights, you can offer them quite a bit more than other teams, but, you know, that's kind of a test for these dudes. Like, how how bad do you want this money? Like, do you really want to be in <laughs> Yo, real quick, <laughs> we got a comment. We got a comment in uh, the chat, uh, group chat from uh, Casey Mack. She said, um, ain't buying an NBA franchise risky right now. NBA losing all this revenue. Miller better sign that ain't quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is the thing, because um, MLB and NBA – Talked about how much uh, revenue they lost, you know, because you pretty much you can't have fans in the stands. So there's a lot of money uh, that was lost this year for each league. It was somewhere in the billions. Um, uh, baseball pretty much said, "Look, we we can't really do this again and and sustain." Um, I don't know if the NBA is in. I don't think they're in that same position, but I'm pretty sure you know it would be nice if they can get those arenas and stadiums filled again um, and not lose the kind of revenue that they had. But, you know, buy and hold. He know the NBA is not going anywhere. So once, you know, we get some competent leadership <laughs> in, in, in the United States, period, and hopefully we get a handle on this pandemic and things could go semi back to normal, then that money is going to be out there. Yeah, made. but all right, they lost ten percent, right? Well, considering everything that happened, I, to mm-hmm. me, that's the, I mean, it's a, it's a loss, but it's not as bad as it could have been. I mean, like Disney lost five billion just last quarter, just last quarter. Oh, but you but you know like, why it was only ten though? They recouped one point something billion down at Disney. You made me think about it when you said Disney. This that whole Disney World thing saved them. Like they recouped a lot of the money, you know, being able to to do what they did down there. Yeah. So yeah. So that's so, why yeah. that's why I'm saying like it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, yeah, definitely could have been a whole lot worse. All right, let's uh, before we move on, let's go to the phone lines. We got we got a a Dodger fan on the line. Uh, let's see if he's still drunk. We got Tobias calling them from Arizona. What up, Tobias? What? Roll damn Tide. Roll damn Dodgers. Hey. <laughs> the Chicago Bulls are still cheap. What's going on, old fella? I'll use that. much, man. I mean, you got a new toy. In, you got a new toy in Tampa Bay uh, that'll be, you know, yeah. on the field next week. Antonio Brown in the mix. Because oh, everybody Lord. that's I'll free say is play for the Bucks right now. I'll say this. First day, first First things first, the Chicago Bulls probably would have traded Michael Jordan for cash consideration. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, they trade so many second-round picks just for $3 million. It's ridiculous. But, uh, <laughs> but like with the Bucks, like you're talking the Bucks, right? Uh, 
Well, Mike Evans, if anybody has Mike Evans right now in fantasy, might want to cut him. Uh, you know, and Buck fans like, well, he's selfless. He ain't complaining. Yeah, but a time for him, he's not as bad as TB. Ask, ask his wife if he complains. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No better yet. You bring in AB. You know, we know the quarterbacks 
get all the the credit, but I guess on the flip side, they they get all the blame too when when the stuff goes wrong. So it comes with the territory. But I hate when I hate when people simplify this game. And football is not a simple game. I hate when people simplify it down um, to a level just so they can ride somebody's job, like and just forget everything else that has to go well for a team or a franchise to to do well. Yeah, because the starting running back, the starting running back Ronald Jones is his third year in the league. His first year on the dirt cutter. Wow, who the hell wanted to hire that guy? Uh, but he only had like twelve carries that whole rookie year. Got no run from dirt cutter. Then in last, next next season, the great Bruce Arians, who was supposedly be his, his uh, quarterback whisperer, his offensive genius, decided to start Peyton Barber, make him the back, that lead back. Uh, you know, Russell Jones. And so now, well, you know, to be fair, he's he a quarterback whisperer. He don't give a damn about them running backs. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and what what they missing also, Brady is pretty much running his stuff. He ain't running the no risk it, no biscuit outdated offense where, hey, everybody no goes biscuit, out the back. No, <laughs> no risk it, no biscuit. No risk it, no biscuit. Chuck it deep. Bruce Arians don't want you to check it down. He's like, if you check it down, he's cussing you out. That's his real philosophy. <clears throat> and so Brady's running his stuff where it's like more over the middle, slot guys, underneath guys. That's why Mike Evans ain't getting that rock like that. And, uh, and I'm just waiting. They hit a losing streak where they blow up. Or they, if A.B. start getting targets, will Mike Evans blow up then? Because he can only hold it for so long. Yeah, but everybody, yeah. you know, I think everybody respect Brady too much to act a total fool. I mean, I don't put it past Antonio Brown at some point because Antonio Brown is not just Antonio Brown. He like Antonio Brown, Ricardo Brown, David Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that's not true. Yo, Tobias, who you got? Tobias, who you got tonight, man? Atlanta, Carolina, man. Who, who you got, man? Atlanta, Atlanta's getting one and a half. Oh boy, Jimmy uh, trying Jimmy trying use you as the new Gus. He trying to get some better advice. Hey, I see y'all firing Gus because I think y'all. <laughs> I, hey, hey, all I know is that Dev's kids listen to Gus are in public schools at a private school now. Listen to Gus. Gus had people looking for us. Hey. <laughs> Hey, kind of like that black dude was with a fire festival. He had to leave the island. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I like the I like the Panthers and uh, and Bruce Arians was like, hey, he wanted Bridgewater, but Bridgewater wouldn't have fit him. He's a great fit in his offense. And the Falcons, he is. And the Fal- and I, that's why I always say he's a fit. And, uh, I, I think the Panthers, to be honest. And, uh, oh, one thing though, I say this, <clears throat> your boy. Is it me or does Sam Darnold want the Jets to draft uh, Trevor Lawrence? He's probably begging for it. Please draft Trevor Lawrence. So he <laughs> probably, I mean, he's probably throwing games so they can draft him and he yeah. can get traded. <laughs> but see, but, uh, and then I see this stuff about when Odell gets hurt, right? He's talking about, well, this could work out for Baker Mayfield. It's better off. I'm like, now we're making excuses that you have a top 10 receiver goes hurt and he's going to be better. How about, how about Baker Mayfield just suck? Can we just admit yeah. that? Why did they, what they trying to say, like, you, don't, you don't have the pressure of having to throw the ball to, you know, to appease Odell Beckham. Like, whatever, man. <laughs> they make <laughs> so many excuses for this guy. He sucks. 
Uh, yeah. You know, it kills me. And, like, the only time he plays well is against the Bengals or a bad team. He doesn't – because that, that, that comeback was against the Bengals. He he only beats the Bengals and, like, the other crap teams. When he plays against <laughs> Pittsburgh, he's passing us. But, yeah, they keep making excuses for him. Maybe so they like his commercials. I don't know. Well, he's the, he's the great white. All right, hey, man. Can I ask you this guys real quick before I go? Say this before I go. I'll challenge my inner rod here and keep you guys on. Take this thought with you guys. Black people who having a vote for Joe Biden is equivalent of your mama making making liver for dinner. You hate liver. You got to eat that or go hungry. Uh, that's how I look at your vote for that clown fight. But, uh, hey, Tobias, did you see Little Wayne's tweet that he just put out? That got oh, the world going crazy. Oh god. Okay. I, I, I'll put it. I'll put it in the group chat so you can um get a, get a you know. Oh, uh, hey fellas, you guys have a great weekend. And I found out today that my cousin, who is a cop, back in Alabama, is dating a white woman. I'm like, God hell. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah, that's that's nice week. <laughs> Yo, why you announce that on air though? <laughs> Yo, that was random. That was mad random. Uh, yeah, I found out that my cousin is a cop. Aiden White woman. Alright. Shout out to your cousin that's a cop. <laughs> Infiltrate. <laughs> Stop the bloodlines. Um real quick, man, did you see the the play when um Andy Dalton almost died last week against the Washington oh football my team? God. Listen, I I heard Andy Dalton is my starter in that game for fantasy wise, so I saw oh. and I didn't even and, know that. You know, the crazy part is, well, the other quarterback died, which was uh, Dak. So I picked up Dalton, and he died. But I have another – funny thing is I shouldn't have started him because I got a car on my bench. But I was like, all right, you know, I, I believe that. I believe that. I was like, Andy Dalton ain't that bad. He just missed A.J. Green and then, last and year. Like, you know, like, they, Yo. they talented. They put up the, – they offense put up points no matter what's going on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, no, Yo, I, I watched Somebody like, called Yo, me. Dalton is trash. Somebody called me for advice, um, and and it was between like Andy Dalton and Kirk Cousins, and I told him to go with Andy, um, because Kirk was playing, he was playing, no, Kirk was playing Atlanta, I believe, so that's why you know it was a difficult pick, but I was like, you know, if they come in, if if the Cowboys come in, run the same stuff, same thing, I was same thing you were thinking, I'm like, you know, Andy Dalton ain't. Super terrible. He can, he can get it done. He can at least put up some fantasy numbers. So he's playing terrible. Even if he don't die on the field, he's still having a terrible fantasy game. Kirk Cousins was playing terribly at first, but it's Atlanta. You always make a comeback on Atlanta, and he destroyed them in you know late in the game and ended up with like thirty one fantasy points. So I gave somebody some bad advice. Gave him some Gus. Let <laughs> <laughs> me call it now. You gave yeah. out that gust. Gave, gave out that gust. Um, yeah, so, you know, first of all, that was that was a dirty hit. That was a dirty hit. Like, you know, a quarterback is sliding, even if a quarterback is just going down, like giving himself up. Like, I, like if you're, you know, basically launching yourself at him head first, I'm kind of like in any era, that's a dirty play. Not just in you know, it's one of them zones, right? Where that's a dirty play in any when you, area. When you um watch the game, you know you always like think that they err on the side of the quarterback too much. 
right? So you always like, oh man, that's soft, that's soft. But you see something like right. that, you like, ah, uh, ah. Uh, I can't even I can't even front and say that's like I can't even I can't even argue that other side. You you drawing. Come on, John Bostic. Um it's crazy. I know uh B Austin wanna be wanted to be here for that conversation though, 'cause then he put out a video this week talking about how nobody nobody really came to Andy Dalton's defense. Now I do think it would have been different had it been Dak. Like Dak is the unquestioned leader of that team. Definitely, but in that situation, I definitely think it would have been different. You got to You still, you got to be down for your second string, your third string, anybody. Especially, and you getting, and you getting mollywopped by a bad team. So it's already pent up in you. Like that was an easy excuse to go out there and rumble somebody. <laughs> I would have used it just to get myself kicked out of the game. <laughs> like, like, yo, man, this game trash. Pretty much like I ain't trying to be here. Y'all stink. Yes, yes. I'm gonna go yank my face mask off. <laughs> break their damn neck and I'm I'm out of here. But they just like sat a, they just stood around and was like, oh, like called the, the trainers over, but nobody jumped in anybody's face, man. They just they just let their quarterback get destroyed. So, you know, every week it seems like there's something where you question something off the field for the Cowboys. The week before it was the, the players allegedly saying stuff about the coaches, you know, now the players are getting chin checked by everybody because they look like some punks out there when their quarterback got destroyed. Um, we'll see. I just hope that they don't, you know, being a, a, a Eagles fan and they're playing Sunday night. I hope all the criticism of the last two weeks doesn't like energize them. I mean, Andy's still at this particular moment um, kind of dead and he hasn't been ruled out for the game, but he is in the concussion pro- protocol. So if he can't go, first year quarterback Ben DiNucci, whoever that is, <laughs> he's been taking the practice reps, and he'll start if Dalton isn't cleared for Sunday. I mean, even even the owner Jerry Jones is on weekly uh, radio show appearances, getting frustrated with the questions. Um, <laughs> He had to apologize to some hosts because of some anger that he displayed in, a, in an interview over questions of, you know, are you going to go out and try to sign another quarterback? So you know what that probably meant. Like, he probably took that to mean, are you yep. going to go see what Colin Kaepernick talking about? And that makes him so mad yep. that he starts disrespecting people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That man. makes you that mad. Yeah. yeah, man. Now, I know Dak's probably sitting back somewhere eating, eating his yogurt, laughing at all this. Because <laughs> they ain't yeah. want to cut him his check I forgot Who did Dak steal the yogurt spots from Yo somebody had that job Somebody first. had that yeah had it. Some, it was Cam I forgot who it was It was Cam Oh yeah yeah it was Cam And then Cam, Cam had some kind of controversy for something he said And then his spots were gone And Dak just Just black on black crime him. Yeah, pull that yogurt. <laughs> Give me that yogurt check. <laughs> I forgot what Cam said, but it was some kind of controversy that Cam was in. That uh, and yeah, it's, it's funny to see Cam do a controversy because Cam like bows down to 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 uh, the power structure anytime. But that's, he can. that's that's probably why though. You know, <laughs> Cam like, look, I done got some stuff taken from me. I don't make as much money as I used to. But um, yeah, we're gonna talk about with Jimmy. You know, we're gonna talk about an example from what Jimmy. Oh, he made sexist remarks. To. Remember, he made he said something about the uh, the chick. He said some sexist remark to uh, 
what did he say to her? Oh, something about her not being, a, you know. So remember oh, he was the like, one that was yeah, in the locker that, room or something. The, the locker room. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was yeah. like, oh, you know your football, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Basically, he was complimenting her, but, but you know, today, you know, he said, he can't said, say things. He said, yo, it's funny to hear a female ask about football. <laughs> yeah, I thought you was in here for something else. But I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah, so he got he got some he got a couple of endorsements snatched up because of that. You know, yeah, said, I knew it was I knew it wasn't was, nothing. Dak like, wasn't my brother stuff. Dak was like, yeah, give me that. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it wasn't nothing to do with him like fighting the power structure because he bows down. No, 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 no. We're gonna talk. About, I mean, he just bowed down this past week. We'll talk about that in a minute. I mean, do you remember when he was a rookie and the owner told him not to get tats and he was like cool with that? Like, yo, mind your business. I was down to the power structure. <laughs> and, and and that's what like Opposite that whole thing showed. Like you've been bowing down to them your whole career and then it doesn't pay off. You say one thing and they they still treat you like, you know, like Listen, what man, you didn't want to be treated. Respectability politics Respectability politics don't work. Tell that to Bill Cosby, who went around telling us to pull our pants up. When he was tired of his ass, guess what? He pulled his down. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Yo. Um, all right, so look, we're going to uh, go back to the phone lines, but we am give the stat of the week and um, the quote of the week. I, you know, I know you, you had one. You had a stat of the week that you posted. Um, if you want to get that one off, uh, cue that up. Because, you know, I already had this uh, before yeah, you yeah, sent that. Up. So, uh, Saturday week, um, in 1988, the Lakers won the NBA title and the Dodgers won the World Series. No team had won baseball and basketball in the same year since until this year when the same two teams just did it again. So, shout out again to the Lakers and the Dodgers. Um, not since 1988 has this been done. And it was them who did it in 1988. It's crazy because you think about it, you try to think about teams that won, you know, a good amount of championships since then. You know, you can't, you know, Spurs don't have a, you know, San Antonio don't have a baseball team. Um, Mm -hmm. The Dodgers weren't doing it when the other iteration of Laker championships, the three with Kobe and Shaq and then the other two with Kobe. Um, you kind of think as many championships as the city of Boston has won since then. <laughs> you kind of think like, man, they didn't do it, but they, you know, they didn't. Well, they the Celtics did it only the won that year. one. Plus, they only had one. Yeah, the, the Celtics only yeah, had they, one. They've been there before, though. That, they've been there before. Yeah, <laughs> they've definitely been there before, but they only had Yo. one. See, that's the thing. You think about that because the way that they act, you would you think they won like two or three. Them and the Pistons. And then you look back, like, damn, they won one apiece. <laughs> I'm talking yeah, about the, the newer version of the Pistons, the Chauncey Pistons, yeah. Pistons who's, who's been there before. Um, They've been there before. But- so, yeah, that's, that's that stat of the week. Um, and the quote of the week, uh, I'm talking to you, Khabib fans out there, 15 world titles to your guys four. And you guys are really talking about who's the best fighter ever? You guys are joking, right? 15 to 4? Are you guys kidding me? And that's from John Bones Jones. I'll defer to you on this one because you're the, the you know, the UFC head in the in the group. I mean, is there any John John, John is there Bones any, Jones is the greatest 
MMA fighter I've ever seen. The problem is John Bones Jones only is only one person that could beat him, and that's himself. Right. Right. I got a bad cocaine and drug habit, so he beats himself. So, but is but it, is it disrespectful that, for people to say that the other bull is the goat, or like has I mean, John it's like, yo, the Jones other got in trouble so like, much? Is it? Yeah, so that's the problem. The problem is like you know you're dominant. No one could ever beat you. Even the one loss that's on his record. He was in disqualification for hitting the guy late. Like he already yeah. knocked the dude out. Like, so it's like he's never. I've never even seen the boy in trouble in a fight. Like, <laughs> he he dominate. He tried to Andy Dalton the boy. <laughs> yo, yo, he just got a drug habit. My man is always on that cocaine, man. Like, so, right. I mean, for the fans to like move off of you and, and, and root for someone who's always there and always competing. I mean, I, I, he's not lying, but at the same time, I get it. Right. Right. So it's not like a total disrespectful thing to say. No, it's that, like that boys that, yeah, like what you supposed to do? Like you, 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 you always beating yourself. Like you know. Yeah, and, I, and you know I'm yeah, not, man, you know, so. I'm not deep into the sport like that. But I, had a, I never even really heard of boy until he fought Conor McGregor. Um. Yeah. But, you know, that, that, no, boy's a dominant me. fighter. Boy's a hell of a fighter. He's a dominant fighter. I mean, yeah, and then that, then I remember they they. I remember they put in work after that fight too, and he jumped into the crowd and started beating yeah. people up. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah man. But you know, so I I I get why a fan would like move off. Like, yo, I'm I'm, I'm over here because because you, you keep beating yourself, my dude. Yeah, yeah, I get it. All right, so before we uh, talk about what happened this week, while y'all were on the grind, we're gonna go back to the phone lines. We got the homie Nodge calling in from GA. Nodge, what's going on, man? How you? We got trumpet players and clowns <laughs> claiming to represent the black community. Sorry, I couldn't get the Malcolm Dixon right uh, for that famous clip where he talks about celebrities doing politics. But yeah, man, the boy Jimmy uh, mentioned the tweet. I had to look it up. I said, man, I can't believe it. Man, yeah. I didn't even read it yet. I, yeah. I saw I saw the photo that Jimmy posted, and I'm like, I can't. I'm like, come on, man. We ain't sitting here looking so what's like the point? Trump's fart. My thing is, what's the point of posting that right now? Like, what is the point of posting that right now? <laughs> well, when you're a moron, that's what happens. You can be easily used. So somebody comes to you and says, hey, man, I got all these different things I'm going to do. Uh, how can and now, and, now? And well, well, you know, we got to him putting this tweet out makes this makes Cube look even worse. I mean, come on, Wayne, you're making Cube look even worse now. Like, cause now it's like it really a clown does. show. Like, he's just going. All the rappers are going to come in and talk about, you know, criminal justice reform and social. Like, come on, man, Wayne, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you really Be there? Be careful what you wish for. And look at this. Say there's certain people you wish they would say something. Guess what? They might say something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody has no. ever wished for Wayne to say something, but <laughs> at right. least, at least Q was the police guy. His whole life. Right. Right. All of a sudden. Yeah, man, I went out there and met the man. And what what Malcolm <laughs> say, battle of the bullet. And they can't turn down the coffee. They always go and meet with the man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. Wayne must got an album coming out. <laughs> Well, if so, as an aging hip-hop star, the thing to do is not to go more mainstream. You kind of want to be more counterculture, so I don't even know if that helps that. Uh, yeah. Dad in, in his Nike 
you know what I mean, or, or Under Armour, Steph Curry is not buying music or attending concerts or anything. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> that ain't your demo. You know what I mean? You're going to have that Wheezy bumping in the trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Lil Wayne is all right. Yeah, that, that's going to be funny. Yeah, man. that's, the, but, that's but, the, MAGA, the MAGA crowd. <laughs> Facts. But, yo, the, the biggest thing, because uh, y'all was hitting on a lot, but the biggest thing that sticks out to me is this season, like in the NFL, it's it's almost like a fragmented season. It's like we're having – it's like we've had four two-game seasons to a degree. So somebody will be hot for two games, and the crazy talk will get out there for that week. Then that person will look trash, and then we'll pump up another person. Like the only two people who've been – like MVP worthy so far as quarterbacks have been A Rod and Russell Wilson. Russ. You know, they had one bad game each. Everybody else, man, it's been ups and downs like a month. Like, yo, Cam put up two of the almost highest QBR scores we've seen to open the season, two games. After that, he was tra- like, uh, COVID considered, <laughs> but even tra- like, bruh. I've never yeah. seen splits like this season, bruh. Like where Phillip Rivers could be throwing picks all over and then he wins the shootout his last game. Baker Mayfield looked incompetent <laughs> all season, finally has a good game. Like, this has been a crazy season, bro. If I'm Tom Cam. Tom forgetting what down it is. And then, right. it, it went, yeah. If I'm Cam, so go ahead. even if, even if um, you know what I'm saying, even if I was the asymptomatic type, I'm lying. I'm like, man, I was feeling terrible. I'm, I got to make some excuses. Because <laughs> if he say, you know, he was really sick, sick, then, you know, a lot of people are going to give him a pass on his performance. But, you know, if he's going to say, I was asymptomatic. I was just getting sitting into around. Into the mind of one Cameron Newton, though. Yeah, <laughs> but now you're talking about getting into the mind of one Cameron Newton. Cameron mm. Newton cannot accept that. You know what I'm saying? Cameron Newton has to be strong enough to beat the COVID. Remember, he don't point fingers. He points thumbs. Remember? Like, <laughs> yes. Superman. Vice, he would never listen. Cam crazy, <laughs> man. We know this. And I don't think he's uh, Jeff Garcia-like. I just think he's country with a capital K. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I just think he, he thinks he'd be fresh as hell. Like, well, when I put these... <laughs> <laughs> These hard bottoms on with no socks, I'm a kilt. Like I think he just country, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so what do you what do you think about the Sixers hiring Daryl Morey? Uh, we talked yeah. about this a couple weeks ago, man. All they're mm-hmm. doing at this point is trying to win press conferences. It's like, okay, <laughs> this is probably the biggest high profile hire we could do. Okay, let's do it. It's like, does any of this fit together? Does Daryl no. Morey and Doc that and Elton Brand? kind of sitting there as the man who has been, what would you say? Uh, let's go MAGA. Cut. That man is sitting there. As the guy. Hey, man, we need your signature on this. No, nah, we don't need to talk about it. Just sign it. Like, yo. yo we, yeah, the, the Sixers have had the the most exciting offseason, and there's been no player movement yet. They got like a whole new coaching staff. You know, Doc, Sam Cassell, Jaeger, Burke. And they got Maury now, but like, and what are they, they going to do? And, and what is what is Elton Brand? Hinkie, yeah, all the reasons they hated Hinky is what Daryl Maury brings to the board. This the guy, guy is going to find you that him, second rounder. He right. taught him. The guy who's going to turn Hinkie. some cap space into a put. Like, yeah, that's he about that life. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, I don't know, bro. It, it, that's it's a weird hire. 
But hey, he's a talent evaluator. He's gonna find he's gonna find y'all a piece that wouldn't have been available if somebody else was running that job. So uh, at least you can say, say that. I was about to say he's gonna find us a PJ Tucker. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> now look, Yo, if, you get, we got yeah, this. if you get PJ Tucker as a free agent, though, it's a hey, win. You know what I mean? You you can't complain about it. And he man, will, we got this running like joke. That. It's turned into a joke in our chat because yo, I legit. It, it used to be that I I had never seen PJ Tucker make a three pointer. Every time I'm watching, <laughs> like he would get it, he would get the ball in the corner and he would miss. Like, I can get up and go make some food. I'll come back to the chat and they tell me, yo, PJ on fire, and then I'll never see him make a shot. So out of all the corner <laughs> shots that they say PJ's hit, I've probably seen him hit four of them in my entire life. Just like I've never right. seen Anthony Davis miss a foul shot. Because, you know, before right. this year, who the hell was watching Anthony Davis games? But <laughs> and look, I'm not big enough PJ Tucker as a player. I'm just yeah, saying Maury will find the PJ Tucker equivalent like some guy who's about to fly off to Turkey and all of a sudden he's in the Sixers camp. And y'all like, man, what the hell? This dude going to crack the rotation. Like, Maury's going to find one of those guys. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, that's 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 so. Oh, and y'all was dead on on the Cowboys, bro. Even if you hate Andy Dalton guts, like, it got to be a scuffle. It got to be some all holding right. back. You like, should it be gotta mad be anyway. You're losing to the, one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> <laughs> they beat us week one. I wanted to fight, and I'm a fan. Like, like give me a reason. <laughs> no, but but tell me it wasn't funny to see Andy Dalton yelling at the offensive line, and then contrast that with Tom Brady yelling at the offensive line. Like, bro, you you you, you, you can't do that. Like, uh, yeah, we it's a whole we really not listening. That's why they help us. <laughs> Andy Dalton want to be out here acting like yeah, all pro player, like legend. Like, talk to me like that. <laughs> and, and you know it was some some good old hokey extra country club ish. Come on, guys, get fired up! You, you, know, <laughs> you know it was some. <laughs> give me lame. give me some time out there. I'll get them. <laughs> I'll get them. <laughs> <laughs> but man, couldn't it, man? This couldn't happen to a worse person than Jerry. Dude, this is beautiful to watch Jerry have to go through this, man. Meltdown. His ego got in the way of everything else. He hires this raggedy coach that, that Aaron Rodgers ran out of town. This man don't know what he's doing. The D.C. don't know what the hell he's doing. Like, bro, watching this Cowboys season, dog, this almost makes up for the Falcons, bro. Right. I get to watch them suffer. And this is and and – you made a great point, though. It was like if Aaron Rodgers hated this dude and won a Super Bowl with him, like, yo, like – you got to look at that. Something's wrong. <laughs> like, something is wrong if your franchise quarterback hates the dude that he won a Super Bowl with. The offense was so right bland. Up. And y'all remember this. The offense was so bland that every game Aaron Rodgers was looking for cheap-ass plays. Let me try to hard count them, and then I get a free play, and then I get to go downfield. Like, remember that era? Aaron Rodgers doing that twice a game if he could, bro. He was trying to get something downfield because Mike McCarthy wasn't calling it nothing. Well, West Coast yeah. precision offense. Yeah, all right. Mike McCarthy yeah. trash. <laughs> Nolan as well. <laughs> but yeah, but no think doubt. about what I'm saying though with that with that season, man, being kind of segmented, bro, because that's what we're seeing. Like we've seen Lamar be special in two games, then we've seen Lamar be terrible in two games. Even the great Pat Mahomes, uh, just because 
they didn't have to throw and just ran the hell over the Bills. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, yeah. just some weird situations this year with NFL. And MLB, uh, Boston, that's what you deserve. I'm glad John gave Mookie that money. He went out there and won him a chip. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mookie a baller, man. I mean, yeah. people people feeling Mookie so much right now. I mean, I saw, I've seen a couple of disrespectful posts on the internet. You know, I've seen somebody say, you know, he's the greatest leadoff hitter to ever live. I'm like, slow down just a little bit. Yeah, you know, hey. Ricky might have something to say about everything? that. Yeah, I'm about to say, just yeah, enjoy yeah. it. Like, you can say Mookie <laughs> is a beast. Praise him, but you ain't gotta, everybody ain't got to be the goat or something. You know what I mean? Like, what? goddamn. Man. A couple of weeks ago, they told me Lomachenko was the greatest fighter <laughs> of all time that they ever seen and all that. Damn, I finally watched him. I said, that's him? <laughs> yeah. That's what that's, we so, do, man. Yeah, we bro. annoy everybody. Like, right. And I guess last thing, man, before I get out of here, man. So the Clay Travis crowd and all these people <laughs> with the go broke, go woke, whatever this, this nonsense is they're talking about. Now we see the NHL numbers come in, MLB numbers. Everybody's numbers are down. But, again, TV is down, period. People cut the cord. People are using different devices. So these networks look at these sports as what? A solid floor. Like they know they won't get the ratings that they're used to getting, but they'll at least get a certain floor. And that baseline is worth something. The NBA spent $150 million uh, on the bubble, made $1.5 billion. That's not what they usually make, but guess what? If they had stayed home, the owners would be trying to lock out the players for the next 40 years and <laughs> grab 80% of, of BTI. Like, yo, we need 80% of basketball. Like, they uh-huh. would be going crazy right now without it. So, yeah, yeah, man, please don't listen to these people with agendas talk, talking to us about how the ratings are down and all that. These networks love sports. They need it, bro. That's no the doubt. last thing they got that's secure. But, yeah, y'all be okay. easy, man. All right, man, as All usual. Right, All right, we'll talk to you. Yeah, that bubble, bubble did wonders. I mean, bubbles usually do wonders for all of us, but did wonders for the NBA. We all love bubbles. <laughs> Shout out to everybody with a bubble. Um, Yo. <laughs> bubble talk. All right, let us know real quick uh, what happened. <laughs> While everybody was on the grind, yes, sir. And listen, for for those that don't know, um, and if you don't know, I don't know why you haven't been listening to our show. You but if stupid. you don't know <laughs> why you want to grind, is brought to you by Sports the Book. It's the best sports book ever written. Bottom line, you get it at sportsthebook.com or at our hub of warroomsports.com. But uh, real quick, um, there was a, a guy who was a gambler. He missed out on one million dollar prize. After a post-game stat correction, they changed a, a stat from a sack to a you know tackle with a loss. He would have won a million, one million dollars. Man, man when tough, I saw man. this story, man, I felt for dude. I mean, he probably he probably somebody that I wouldn't even like in real life. I don't know him, but I'm just guessing. But <laughs> but still, that's that's tough for anybody. I get at the. It was the Monday night game with the Rams and the Bears. And like you said, the the Bears ended up with two sacks in the game. And after the game, this was – shout out to DraftKings, though. You know, it's not your fault. But um, <laughs> DraftKings, they, <laughs> they did a stat correction 
took the Bears sack away. Did you see the play? It's 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 iffy. It's iffy. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was kind of like a, a quarterback like golf faked the handoff went on a bootleg to the left side, saw the rush coming, gave himself up. But they're saying that it was a running play, and a lot of the justification I see behind it, they're trying to say that it appeared to be a design run. Because if you look at the offensive line from the snap, people were, you know, they were moving forward, run blocking yeah. instead of pass blocking. So I think it was like a third and five, though. So I'm like, did they really think that that play was going to get them five yards? Or did the offensive line do the wrong thing? You know, if they did end up passing it's, the ball, maybe it would have been in a, ineligible men downfield or something like that. But it, it was tough. Man, because I, I would be upset, even if you know that Listen, was explained man, to me in full. Crazy upset. It's very unfortunate, man. But I really do like the thing about it is, man. When you start putting wages on games, you start realizing how 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 fishy a lot of this stuff is, man. For instance, I give you one example, man. I had, Jim I had a was no different weekend. than the record breaker from Strahan. <laughs> exactly. I had a, I had a bet this weekend. I took Cleveland. Um, and I, I had Cleveland giving away four points, all right, which means that Cleveland has to win by uh, – actually, it was three and a half. The line was three and a half. Cleveland by three and a half. So Cleveland has to win by three and a half points in order for me to win. So Cleveland scores that last touchdown. They kick the extra point. They're up by four. Out of the blue, this dude kicks the extra point. That joint came nowhere near making I'm like, yo, come on, cuz. So now they only win by three. So anybody who has oh. Cleveland in three and a half loses. Lost. I'm like, come on, man. Like, I'm like, yo, what's the odds of that, dog? Like, come on, cuz. And there's been you so many it. games this season where I've seen I've seen things finish. It's like, for one, the guys who come up with the lines, they're like, yo, I know they use algorithms and all that kind of stuff, dog, but they be so close. It's like, yo, come on, yeah, cuz. It's, it's crazy. The, like, you know, it's always like one thing <laughs> where they're way off, but everything else, they be like right on point. And it's, and it's almost like scary. But anyway, man. That's just that's that's just an unfortunate situation right there, man. A million dollars, dog. You know, like yo, I don't know what you could do to that young man to like make that right. Like it's that's sad, dog. It definitely is, man. <laughs> um, I feel for you, homie. He ended up with like three, like a three grand prize. Um, the the stat correction took him from like first place to sixth place, and the whole DraftKings, yo. That, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine because I'm thinking if that were that were me, like he probably had already told his wife, <laughs> like, yo, I just want a million. Mm. And then you got to go back and tell her, tell her like, it was 3,000, like, man. Yo, it's like, Martin, it's like Martin winning the lot, Martin winning the lottery and whatnot. <laughs> and had to share it with like 30 people. <laughs> Boy, like yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, up. man. Uh, last, we we put this other story up a little bit earlier. We talked about Jeff Garcia, man, and his slander of Cam Newton. He talked about his wardrobe, said you shouldn't be so putting so much time into your dress if you out there playing like trash. Is basically what he said to paraphrase it. And you know, I got he took the quote. This to Cam, and Cam was like, "Okay, you got the quote." <laughs> yeah, I got the quotes. Jeff, you know, on whatever show that he was doing media on, he says, "You go into this game with two touchdowns, four interceptions. You threw what? Three more interceptions." You get yanked in the second half. There's nothing good going your way. Why are you dressing like that to bring more attention to yourself? I'd be trying to ask the equipment managers, 
put me in your jock sock cart and sneak me in the back door, Paul, and I'll show up on the field and do the best that I can. So, yeah, he went in, went in on him. And like Jimmy said, uh, Cam was doing a um, – <laughs> he was doing an interview with uh, Greg Hill on the Greg Hill show. And he said – when he was asked about it, he said – and they played the clip for him. He said, you know what's crazy? I agree with him. <laughs> what? And the fact that he's a yeah, former player, he has every right to say that. And until that happens, so be it. But that's another opinionated theory, and it's fair to say. I know I come off to so many different people so many different ways, and that's fine. You know what? He's exactly right, but I'm not changing the way I dress. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cam, it's okay sometimes to say, fuck y'all. Like, it's, it's all yeah. right. Like, he ain't going to, dog. Like, he told us, like, listen, right. man, Cam has shown us who he is, dog. He ain't, he ain't about no controversy. He don't want no controversy. Cam, like, he don't want man, no I don't lost, I don't lost my check. yogurt. I lost my yogurt. I ain't yeah, saying nothing to nobody. And, 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 and funny thing is, when he did that, in his head, he thought he was giving her a compliment. So <laughs> he's really not about the drama life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't get it, man. And back to Jeff Garcia, though. Like, why? I mean, we've all clowned Cam for, you know, the way he's dressed. But you don't expect that from, another, you know, a former NFL player. They usually don't even that came off. get into that. That came like off they, like uh, you know, he he been thinking that for a while. He like right, he finally like, got a chance like, to say it. Like that, that's been on his heart for a minute. It's like maybe before the the part of the clip that we saw, it's it sounded like he probably started with like, I gotta get something off my chest. Like <laughs> like come on man, like he went in on him for a good thirty seconds about his gear and how that you know related to him playing bad. Um, this whole situation is funny, man. I, you know, Cam. You know, we'd rather you go the ignorant route and fire back, but like you said, Cam ain't gonna do it, man. All right, man. No, he don't we're gonna want, get he out of here. No we're gonna take one more call. Um, we got the homie Rob calling from out in Cali. Rob, we gotta make it short because we gotta go. Um, but I, you know, I know you're happy. Your team's just won. What up, Rob? Congrats to the Dodgers. Yo, what's up, your boy Big Rob, aka I was a combination of 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 Bobby Brown, the House of Pain, because I'll be humping around and jumping around. What's good, man? How y'all doing? What's up, Robert? We chilling, man. Yo, man, it's no longer the City of Angels. We're the City of Champions, which is good, because I got my grand. I want to get my grandpa something. It, it makes it easy for Christmas, Christmas to get my grandpa something, you know what I'm saying? That shows you always stick with your team. Just like my grandpa, he stuck with the Baltimore Ray, no, excuse me, with the Cleveland Browns for years. You know, so far he moved to Baltimore. So, hey, man, it's all good. You know, I know Tobias. We love it. You know. You know, I know Tobias' country ass is happy. His ass is in Arizona find his ass off, too. I say, y'all finally, y'all finally have something in common, man. Y'all can have a beer and and hug it out because the Dodgers man, won. I, I don't know we hug it out with that capitalist swine, man. He can have Damn. a beer. He can have some chillin' with his country ass. But, yo. Damn. But, yo, anyway. Yo. I got something else for you, Rob. Yep. It's all love. It's all love. 
<laughs> oh man! <laughs> all right, so what's up, man? We gotta go. What you got, real quick? All right, man. All, all I'm gonna say is, um, uh, uh, th- thank you. I appreciate. I appreciate. It. Just, just one quick, two, one quick thing. One is that I think, um, hopefully, ho- hopefully the uh, the eagle, the the eagles will hopefully um, get better. Uh, drafting. I think Howie Roseman is going to get better at drafting. I really think a big trade is coming. I'm not sure, but I really think a big trade is coming. Also, um, quick question also, for you. I, and I'm not trying to get into a long thing because we definitely do got to go. You say that all the time, though, right? And a lot of fans say that. But I think a lot of fans are way too surface with everything. If, if Howie Roseman, is that you? What you watching? A movie? You in the movies? Listen, if no. Howie Roseman is that bad at drafting, then how come, when, you know, the last few years when the Eagles have been ravaged by injury, even in the year when they won the Super Bowl, ravaged by injury, how come they stay afloat? I don't, I don't get it. Like a lot of teams that, get that, injuries like this and they're done. So if he wasn't drafting, have, listen, listen, have. listen, listen. If he wasn't drafting well, then why is the team deep enough? To keep things afloat, you know, when things go bad. That's uh, well, just a question, well, real question. What, 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 what? I'm gonna say this because I want to say one more thing. I'm gonna say this. When y'all think about one, draft, Rob, it's, it's, all y'all think about, all y'all think about is big name first round players. There's more to a draft in the first round. Okay, I will give you that. Oh. Howie Roseman, by all accounts, trying to find first round superstars, he's failed. I, I give you that. But, yo, it's six more rounds to the draft. And every year you see your team limp into the playoffs when, you know, there's other teams in the division that people are always saying are better than them. And they we, limp into we, the playoffs have, every year, but y'all talk we, about we, somebody we, in the draft. We have it's a seven good rounds coach. in the draft. We have a good coach to the point where he – Good he, coach. He's the reason we lost a few games this year. He's coaching terribly this year. Yeah, yes, but the players really are play for him. Is the place that want to play for him? When you, when, when it, it, it goes by your coach. When the players so if the play players you, want to play for him and they're good enough to do that, who picked the players? You're contradicting yourself, right? Oh come on now! Oh come on now! You are. I'm just and, saying. You and, are. And besides, ahead, and besides, the, the, and, and besides, you, we can't depend on Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox to save us all the time. And those, those, those are the strongest points of our, our defense. Line strongest point is the strongest of our whole defense. And those two players running okay. in drafted by Harry Rose or drafted by Andy Reid or drafted by Andy Reid. It's about time. I mean, come on and now. actually, your, de- your defensive line is supposed to save you. They're supposed to be the ones that make your, your defensive backs not have to cover too long. That's a problem that we were having last season. We weren't getting the pressure that we expected to get with the defensive line we had, and it exposed, it exposed the holes in the, in the defensive backfield. You notice how – the personnel doesn't really get that much better back there, but if the line is getting to the quarterback, then all of a sudden, the same ass bums don't look so bad. Like I, the defense, I, I, ain't, I, I, think about it. We got torched last year because we weren't getting no, any pressure. I, I agree. I, I I I partially agree. I partially get. I, I partially agree with that. I partially agree with that because it is true. A defensive line will make your cornerback look like an all pro. I partially agree. I, I do want to say this before I go. Uh, right. I, I do want to say. I just want to say this. I think people need to uh, 
and, and people like me, all viewers, we need, we need to invest in more World Women Sports. We need to grow the platform and grow the channel to become bigger where it is right now. The reason I said that, I've been looking at these old clips of of uh, of these um of of these uh, activists and leaders and head and head stuff. The discussions. I think that the same thing that Jim, I think Jimmy. I told Jimmy. I was talking last week about. It, Jimmy said y'all seen it before. And the thing is, is that I get mad that the mainstream media is always focusing on these celebrities like they speak for us. I mean, back in the day, it wasn't no celebrity. It was people uh, who um, who actually had degrees. It was uh, Stokely Carmichael. It was people of labor, uh, black labor unions and, th- and things like that. I think we need to invest in more. E- e- even to a degree, people like, uh, and I think we should invest in, uh, we, should, we should surround ourselves with people like Jimmy, like Deb, and like B. Austin. Uh, Appreciate and, and, that. Uh, and, uh, and, other, and other guys who I don't, who I don't know, like PJ or, uh, or, 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 you know, whatever, because, like you got, you always have opportunist guys like Boyce Watkins, like Omar Johnson, who are in it for who are opportunists and are in it for themselves. You know what I'm saying? So go out and buy Jimmy's book. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 Jim, like like Jimmy's like, like when Jimmy got his book, I was like, Rob, did you get the book? You know, because you can't call yourself a supporter of somebody if you're not investing in them, if you're not buying the product. If you're not putting, if you're not putting and, and not just a, not just a sports book, you know, Jimmy got books in other genres as well. So you know, definitely support um, everything he does. You can uh, you can get it at at warroomsports.com, or you can at least get linked to where uh, you can get the other yes, stuff. Because um, if you go to warroomsports.com, you can also click the link there to go to bythehood.com. You can see everything he's doing to empower the community financially from there, and you can get his his, his other published work. Okay. That, uh, no, no, no. All right, yeah. Rob. Don't, yes, don't sir. Yeah. But Rob, thanks thanks for your support, man. Always, you know what it Thank is. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate we'll you, bro. We'll see you next week, man. We All right. Definitely yo, yo, it, yo, Fred Purdue, don't cry. You're two and fourteen. You're pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> the All pathetic right, man. Fred Purdue. Yo, hey, hey yo, the gay, the straight, and the on these lines. <laughs> I know, right? All right, Rob, we holler at you, man. Peace. All right, bro. Peace. peace. Yo, every caller cook Fred for no reason. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get up yeah, out of chance. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, hold on. What you gonna talk about? Did we talk about with this dating sports history already? Oh, oh, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. That's real, real quick. I gotta let y'all know this, this is an important one too, just for the for the hometown. This date in sports history brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you or your business need a custom website, then for dynamic, professional, and most of all affordable custom website solutions, you need Digital Extreme Tech. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence. Top quality. Results-driven websites at incredibly affordable prices and financing options are available. So visit DigitalExtremeTech.com or call 267-205-4203. And for discounted rates, be sure to tell them that War Room Sports sent you. So this date in sports history, um, October 29th, 2008. And if you see my man cave, I got, you know, I got tributes to it all around it. The Philadelphia Phillies beat the Tampa Bay Rays 4-3 to in Game 5 of the 2008 World Series. The crazy part about it, it's a rainy day today. Was it raining up in Philly, Jim? Yes, sir. Okay, it was a rainy day that day, too. A rainy day in late October. Um, they beat the Rays 4-3 to in Game 5 of the 2008 World Series at Citizen Bank Park. 
for the Phillies' second title in their 126-year history. Cole Hamels was your MVP. And your boys, Jimmy and Dev, were definitely out of the parade acting a fool two days later. Um, Also, October 29, 1960, Cassius Clay, a.k.a. Muhammad Ali, his first professional fight, he beats Tunney Hunsacker. Gives that on points in six rounds in Louisville, Kentucky. So we like to give a war room salute to these historical moments, and we up out of chair. <laughs> the Louisville lip. Hey, thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, the group chat all over who called, um, you know, to chop it up with us, left us messages. The people that got through, listen, we appreciate your support as always. We want to say thank you. For those that we couldn't get to, we definitely do apologize. But, you know, tune in next week, live right here on demand. We're going to catch you up with everything happening in the world of sports, whatever that may be. So until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy college and NFL football and whatever other sports you watch. (laughs) Please stay safe, and we'll see you right back here next time. Be sure to catch our conversations, right, from Facebook, Twitter. As a matter of fact, here's what you got to do. Go to our hub, warroomsports.com. You catch all of our content, all of our social media links. And you can get my book, Sports the Book, right there at that hub of warroomsports.com. So listen, until next time, everybody, I don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we shall see you Trump soon. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.